Welcome to another edition of the Independent Grind Podcast, a conversation about the independent coffee shop and why we love her. The show returns to Philly, where John will give us his review of Backyard Beans Coffee Company. We've got a real gem here, and I gotta say that Backyard Beans gives me a lot of Rocky vibes, true underdog story, and I'm not just saying that because we're in Philly. I'll say this much, it all begins in a backyard with a Weber grill. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We are thrilled to have you here with us on the Independent Grind. Grab a coffee or a hot chocolate and settle in. Before we get to it, John, I know you've got some exciting personal news that I would love to share with our listeners. You recently got a puppy. Any thoughts on training Debbie to be a coffee sommelier? Yeah, I think that uh, little Debbie, we could probably start maybe uh, uh, sneaking some mocha into her. Actually, dogs are not supposed to have chocolate. I got a, a short list of like things like dogs absolutely cannot have. I was surprised to see some things like avocados on that list. Like dogs should never have avocado. Uh, I don't know who started feeding dog an avocado. Probably, There's a lot of things. Probably with somebody that wanted a super dog. <laughs> well, I, all I know is uh, dogs are not like having a baby, but they're not they're not that much easier. I mean, I've had to get up in the middle of the night for the last like three weeks and take her out to go to the bathroom. And we're on the seventh floor of a residence in. So potty training difficulty level of a million. You know, we've actually been getting a few questions from listeners uh, about where you're at career wise. I know you've said that you're working at a quick service restaurant. You're staying at a residence in. Man, I'm living the dream. I work with my wife who also works at the quick service restaurant. We have not yet hired Debbie. They sort of frown upon dogs working in the food industry. Um, they prefer humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fancy that. But those are hard to come by these days. There's a, there's, I don't know if you've noticed, but the, uh, the service industry has been hit hard by staffing shortages everywhere. And just to confirm, so you said this quick service restaurant, which is headquartered somewhere else, is sending you out to work in a different city? That's exactly right. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's almost like it's a, a franchise model. Um, <laughs> yes, the, uh, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with this. I was like, where's he going with this? Sounds like we've got some chain floor. endangerment concerns. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, ah, you disgust me. Such a hypocrite. Well, let's, I guess that maybe that's where this passion comes for this podcast is the guilt, the guilt, the guilt is driving me. All right, good stuff. Time to jump into the show. So everyone, down your coffee, cue the soundtrack, and let's get to know Backyard Beans Coffee Company. First question out of the gate for you. What stood out about Backyard Beans from some of the others you've read? The apparel. Short and sweet answer. Kind of off base. I know we talk a lot of coffee. We talk a lot of hot chocolate. But I'm going to be honest with you. I bought a hoodie at this particular location because we want to support local coffee shops. And did I pay a lot for a 100% cotton hoodie? I sure did. Have I worn it nearly every single night since I've been in Philadelphia? Absolutely. I thought that bringing one down jacket to the Northeast would be enough for the winter. You got to layer, folks. And I have been layering with the Backyard Beans Coffee Company blue drawstring hoodie, and it is fantastic. And you can get one on their website if you're interested. And I actually have the good pleasure of looking at this hoodie right now as we speak. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, I've recorded several... Uh, episodes in this hoodie uh since i got it big fan 
when we start our YouTube series, then our, our listeners will have a little bit more uh, perspective on your attire. It's funny you should mention that because we had a listener who direct messaged us on Instagram uh, and wanted to know why we were, why we're doing a podcast and if it was because we were both ugly, <laughs> which I hadn't thought about that, but we do have, we do have a good, we do have good faces for podcasting. All right. Weather's getting cold outside. I'm sure even more so up in Philly. Let's talk cold coffee. That's the best segue I got. Backyard Beans has cold brew, flashed brewed cold brew, and nitro cold brew. Talk me through what these mean, first of all, because I'm in over my yeah. head, and the nuances that separate them. So uh, cold brew, as opposed to just your regular brew, uh, just means you're brewing it, you know, rather than brewing it quickly with hot water, um, their coffee is brewed cold for 20 hours. Now, there's a lot of different theories out there. Uh, I have, you know, I'm an amateur cold brewer. I had a little cheap uh, cold brewer that I used to use um, before I hit the road. And I would let my coffee sit from anywhere from 12 to 24 hours. Their formula, they, they let it brew cold uh, in cold water for 20 hours. The longer process and lower temperatures result in like a much sweeter, smoother, and uh, less acidic coffee. Um, their signature brew is the punch. <laughs> it's called punch in the face, which is just like, Ooh! it's a single origin organic certified coffee from Honduras that has gained a reputation as Backyard Beans favorite. So, of course, I had it like three times. And what I love about the coffee is they produce them into cans um, and they last a long time. They're caffeine packed and uh, a punch in the face to start your day or to keep you up at night. A punch in the face from Apollo Creed or Backyard Beans. They have another cold brew called Bandwidth. I was reading up about it on their website and they talked about the beans there being washed that they use in Bandwidth. Can you tell us, our listeners, a little bit what it means for a bean to be washed? Yes. So wash means removing all the exterior skin of the coffee bean and other stuff of the coffee cherry from the coffee bean. Uh, and the process is widely used in areas like Colombia and Ethiopia. Uh, they also, using the wash process, you can layer, wait for it, tasting notes. So uh, you can add fruit flavors or, or other tasting notes to get subtle. Again, tasting notes. Not, this is not flavored coffee. These are tasting notes. So I'll make sure I get that right this time because I royally botched that several weeks ago. Your humility is inspiring. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So another thing that I wanted to touch on is that the quality of the beans is really important for any independent roaster. And Backyard Beans, I know they're committed to only buying responsibly sourced beans. What does it really mean for a bean to be responsibly sourced? Generally, it's coffee that is grown in a way that conserves nature and provides better livelihoods for the people who grow and process it. So they're just conscientious about how the coffee is being made and how the people who are making it, especially in countries that are not in America, how they're treating their, their people. And then they're very conscientious about, you know, how are these processes affecting our planet? It sounds great to me. I'm on board with that. All right. What about the physical space? Anything you can touch on? As far as while you were there, I mean, you know, I love to ask outlets, seating. Well, again, I'm a big fan of Backyard Beans Coffee Company. I bought a hoodie. I've had their coffee multiple times. So this is not at all criticism. This is just a reality. They don't let dogs come into the coffee shop. And so I'm a new dog owner. I came with my wife. It was kind of cold outside. So the outdoor seating was not really an option. 
So we had to split our family up. I mean, the independent grind, you got to keep grinding no matter what. So my wife and the dog sat in the car and I did my, did my deal. Sipped on my cold brew, took some notes with my notebook. Uh, seating's great. Lighting's good. Just can't have dogs. I mean, when it comes to, you know, the health of your marriage or this podcast, I don't really think that's much of a. <laughs> oh, well, listen, before we started this podcast, you had to have buy-in from the entire, from the entire family. We're all in. Tell me about Make a Difference Monday. This is something that really caught my eye. I would love to hear a little bit more about it. So are you talking in reference to Backyard Beans Coffee Company Make a Difference Monday? Or are you just talking about like in our friendship when we text each other on Mondays to try to just <laughs> brighten each other's days? I think we probably let's start with Backyard Beans. Make a Difference Monday. 10% of their cafe sales go to a local organization on the first Monday of each month. Maybe you can see if your quick service restaurant can apply for Make a Difference Monday. We would never. We, we're, I think we're a bit too big for, we're not exactly a local organization. Uh, okay, okay. All right, I'm going to kill the suspense. I want to get to Backyard Bean's origin story and their humble beginnings. Walk me through it. How did Backyard Beans become the local coffee shop we know and love? Their story is remarkable. So the owner grew up, lived with his aunt and uncle. And then uh, I think he was 16 or 17. He was actually bit by a spider. Um, and then his world just rapidly started to change. And now oh, we're telling the origin story of Peter Parker. Sorry, I got my wires crossed there. Now, they, they, uh, they've husband and wife been very passionate about roasting just as amateurs in their backyard using a Weber grill. Realized that in their local area at the farmer's market, there were no local coffee roasters. And so using their Weber grill, they started roasting on their own. That grew more and more into uh, more advanced processes. And then they became, you know, overnight sensation in the community. And then they started their own offsite roasting lab. They roast five days a week. So you always have fresh roast. And then they have two locations. One has a kitchen that's fully operational right now. The other does not have a kitchen operational. They're just serving coffee. So I've been taking notes down as we've been doing this podcast episode. And let me tell you what I've heard, John. I've heard two locations, overnight sensation, which I'm sure you're being a little bit hyperbolic there. I've looked at their website, great branding. Just be on, just level with our listeners one time. Huge risk. <laughs> I am sounding the alarm bells. I wanted a location. I mean, I'm having to turn my quick service restaurant brain off. Like, man, you could really, this thing could really blow up. You've already got the branding. You should see these cans. The cans with the punch, punch in the face. Punch in the face, more like a punch in the gut. Ugh. Yeah, they're, they're a huge expansion risk. And I wouldn't be surprised if five years from now, you're, you're walking through Kroger or wherever you do your grocery shopping and they're on the shelf. You see, oh, backyard beans coffee. Just a household name. And then all of a sudden you, you're you're on vacation with your family in Seattle and there's four or five of them on the same street. Well, normally we try to make a habit of ending every review on a positive note. So Well, it could be cool. We can tell our kids we remember. We actually we were on the ground floor. We actually knew about backyard beans when it was cool, when it was small. No way, Dad. Backyard beans was small at one point. That's right, they sure were. What happened? And then we just go into a long, long, long monologue about <laughs> the importance of supporting locally owned, independently operated coffee shops. 
let's jump into a few shots of espresso and give our listeners the energy they need to make this day a great day. First question is pretty appropriate. In 2050, how many backyard beans locations will there be? It's a really interesting question. I'm going to give you an honest answer. I think there could, it's one of, one of, the, one of two things. It's either going to be two locations, they just hold their ground, or it's going to be 50 plus. They'll be all over the Northeast, yeah, the greater Philadelphia area. Yeah, that, that's not what we want to hear. But moving ahead, Backyard Beans, another really good coffee shop name, displaying some truly impeccable alliteration. We've also been to a few coffee shops with great rhymes, i.e. Ground and Pound, Episode 7. If you had a coffee shop, would it have alliteration or rhyme, or would you go for the Grand Slam and do both? I think we'd be closed on Sunday. That's a. I don't know. I, aside from that, I don't know much else. Okay. Well, you have plenty of time to think. Episodes thirteen through twenty, and I'll circle back around. That sounds great. Backyard Beans Central Perk, which makes a better TV show set? Central Perk for sure. And I don't even. That's yeah. Let's that's kind of a but I will say, last episode, Higher Grounds, Midland, Texas, that might be a better TV show set. Impeccable space. I think a lot of our listeners would like me to just jump on you and say, what do you know about TV shows? You hate Friday Night Lights. Well, you haven't even seen it. A lot of our listeners, I think, would like for you to go sit down. Your homework assignment over the holidays is to go watch at least the first two seasons of Friday Night Lights. I approach TV shows the exact same way I approach coffee shops. I support local. <laughs> okay. What's up? What is what is a local? What's a local show? You got to tune into your local weather show. That's a priority for sure. Beyond that, I'm not super into the TV show scene. I am really into movies, as you know, and definitely a huge advocate for independent films. Big Christopher Nolan fan. Uh, first movie following Memento. I've literally watched every Christopher Nolan movie twice and I love them all. <laughs> all right, before I talk myself in circles, let's go ahead and dive into the mailbag. Thomas, a listener from middle Georgia asks, where's the best place to get coffee on holidays? Thoughtful question. Maybe not the right question. If the independent coffee shop is closed and you're wondering where do you go get coffee? It's too late. You should have already bought beans from the local coffee shop. Honestly, everyone should leave right now and go get, go stock up for the winter folks from your independent locally owned coffee shop. Look, it's inconvenient to support local at times when it's Christmas day and only the chains are open because they don't support their employees like the local shops do. You know what? You should have prepared ahead for the winter. I do have to issue a mea culpa as a result of this week's mailbag. Jonathan from DC reached out. It's never a good sign when the subject line of a email is check your facts. So I need to be a man. Take, take my lumps for this one. He informed me that Bulletproof Coffee Company is based in Seattle, not California, as I led our listeners to believe in last week's episode. From the bottom of my heart, I would like to apologize to the Bulletproof Coffee Company, to any listeners that have been led astray and have subsequently told other people that Bulletproof Coffee Company is based in California. I just promise to do better. Jonathan, has, Jonathan, Jonathan listens to these episodes multiple times. 
He's one of those listeners that really doesn't want to miss anything. Keeps us on our toes. He is our toughest critic and biggest fan, but mainly toughest critic. Yeah. I mean, I hope he's a fan. He definitely seems like a tough critic. All right. Our grinder of the week, a loyal friend of the show and staunch advocate of independent coffee shops everywhere, Auburn Tiger 20. We heard from Albie last week in the mailbag. This week, he rose up again to the call of duty, but this time with a voice memo. Albie said he was visiting Jumpin' Goat Coffee Roasters near Mount Yona, which we highlighted back in episode five. Matthew visited there. Let's give a listen to Albie's review of their hot chocolate. The hot chocolate was definitely the perfect temperature. That first tasting note was definitely a hit of sweet, definitely creamy, and also had marshmallows added, which happened to be the perfect consistency and viscosity to come through the very small lid in the uh, on the coffee cup. Was getting a marshmallow or two sliding through every uh, other sip. And then at the bottom, it was consistent all the way to the bottom and then had the opportunity to have about five or six marshmallows in a row that all made it out of the same tiny hole in the lid. So great experience at ye old jumping goat coffee roaster. Boots on the ground everywhere. Love getting voice memos from loyal fans out there of independent coffee shops. Matthew, how was his review of uh, hot chocolate? I'm at a loss for words for the momentum that we have going in the hot chocolate community. Aubie, you did a wonderful job. I just we got, a, we got a marshmallow count. That was pretty cool. He was giving us like a, a that, that's attention to detail right there. Honestly, he has he has professional potential when it comes to marshmallow analysis. He's got the marshmallows down. He's got to get a little bit deeper with his texture commentary. And obviously, I, I like that he pointed out the temperature. That's really important. Um, but we just need to become a little bit more well-rounded coffee uh, or hot chocolate sommelier. Coffee? Uh, Is that a Freudian slip right there? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move it along. Well, we're excited. I've had a couple of you reach out via Instagram and also a couple texts from folks who have already recorded voice memos and are eager to be spotlighted as grinders of the week. The more the merrier, the more boots on the ground, the better. Get out there, advocate for, and support your independent coffee shop, folks. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Independent Grind Podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram, the underscore independent grind, and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're having as much fun as we are. And as always, email us your questions and thoughts to yourindependentgrind at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until we meet again next Tuesday, sip local and tip well.